Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Holy Donuts podcast. I am pumped because today I'm joined by one of my great friends, Mark McDonald, founder and president, I would say, of the <laughs> Be Known for Something agency where they help churches and nonprofits clarify their messaging, find their thread. Mark will talk a little bit more about what that means exactly. And just an all around great guy who I love to death, one of my best friends in the whole world, and always love getting just to talk all things nonprofit marketing, donor engagement with them. So Mark, thanks for taking the time to join, man. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you. And you know, for some reason, I expected to have, I don't know, a dozen donuts, like just like delivered to me or something. I should have. I should have, man. Okay. So we don't usually start this way, but I would love to know, like, do you have a favorite donut? You're Canadian. So if you want to say it's Tim Hortons, that's fine. Is there a specific donut though, that you're like, this is my, this is the only donut I eat? Or are you equal parts like, Hey, any donut is a good donut. Oh my goodness. So I am a Tim Hortons fan. So anytime that I'm anywhere as close to Canada, I, I always make sure I'm at a Tim Hortons, but you know, my all time favorite is a really good apple fritter. Okay. I need to reevaluate our friendship because apple fritter is the only one that I just absolutely no go on all the donuts, but that's amazing. My wife is a big apple fritter person. <laughs> I am personally, I'm, I'm so basic. I'm classic. The chocolate cake donut. It's just like glazed chocolate cake, right? That's all it takes for me. And I'm good to go. That's, that's my one. That's my big one. Yeah. And I like the double chocolate, like with the yeah. chocolate glaze on top it's of the, the chocolate. It's the best, cake. man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So let's just dive right in, man. Tell, tell the audience a little bit about your history, your background. You have such a cool background of how you got into serving nonprofits in the marketing and donor engagement space. So just give us a little bit of your background and kind of how you got into serving churches and ministries. Well, what we just talked about, I was born in Canada, but now I'm an American. I've been American now for hmm, almost three years. And, you know, it's interesting because God opened doors and he closed doors and he got me where I'm at. I, I can't believe I get to do what I get to do. I'm from New Brunswick, Canada, and I was senior creative director for one of Eastern Canada's largest ad agencies. Got to work with some really, really cool, large organizations and companies. And the entire time that I was working in that space, I kept thinking, so why doesn't the church and nonprofits like why don't why don't they know this information? And interestingly enough, at the big agency, I pretty much all the nonprofits that came through landed on my desk and and I just kept thinking, OK, so there's a there's got to be a way that we can help them full time. And so my wife and I started praying about it. We ended up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and it was interesting because when we made the trip into the United States, you know, all the all the Canadian thoughts doesn't they don't always uh, pan out the exact same way. I was hoping to work almost entirely with churches, ended up working with some large nonprofit organizations that help churches, but interestingly enough. So they asked me to start speaking at conferences. Then they started asking me to write articles for magazines. I just had my, I think it's 830th magazine article published. And out of all of that, I had the great opportunity to, to write this book called Be Known for Something. And, and then started working with a nonprofit called the uh, Florida Baptist Convention. And the Florida Baptist Convention, which is part of the Southern Baptist Convention here in Jacksonville, Florida, 
asked me to move to Jacksonville. That's where I'm at now. And at the same time, the Center for Church Communication asked me to be the executive director. They had like 10,000 churches across the country in all denominations. Florida Baptists had 3,000 churches here, Baptist churches in, in Florida. Started working with them. Uh, a couple of years later, I, I thought, you know what? I need to, to work this as more of an agency rather than working directly with Florida Baptist. So ended up doing this, still speak across the country, still write a ton. And I just love helping nonprofits and churches. That's awesome. So a little sidebar here. What do you like about the shift from working internal in an organization to kind of the more of the agency model. You said at some point when you're at Florida Baptist Convention, that kind of hit you like, ooh, maybe I should move this more agency model. And I know there are folks out there who, you know, nonprofit land, lots of folks career trajectory go to an organization and to an agency and back and forth. And there's a lot of kind of cross-pollination between those. So just maybe speak to a little bit of like what you enjoy about the agency kind of life as opposed to working in an organization. Both are great, but what you prefer about this one now? So I started in the agency world back in Canada and then ended up like and started to focus, did my own agency and then really focused on, on one nonprofit. Now I'm back. I think that if you're entrepreneurial minded, you'll end up wanting to help many people and many organizations where I find when I, when I was working entirely for the Florida Baptist Convention, I love working for the Florida Baptist Convention. I loved all the people that I worked with there. The only thing is that I, I found that I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to use my words properly here. I guess I, yeah. I want to make sure that I'm honing a greater message where I oftentimes yeah. got too specific. And so at a certain point, it's the same message over and over and over again. And in the agency world, helping, depending on who you're talking to at the time, you're kind of honing your message that way. And so you end up coming up with broader principles rather than really specific strategies. No, that's so great. And I found the same thing. I mean, it's been the same thing for me, which is, it's great serving in an organization. And there are definitely times if you're like me that like, you're like, oh, I wish I could just serve one organization again. But you do get, you get to flex a lot more of the problem solving, creativity, learning. Every organization is a little bit different. So how are these principles going to apply here? And that's just a lot of fun. And so I, I've experienced the same thing. So, okay. Well, and I also, I also enjoy understanding the greater pain rather than specific pains. And when you're, when you're working internally, it's always the same thing. Like you're always going back to the same thing where I love, you know, really what we'll probably end up talking about today yeah. is how, how do you figure out what the, you know, how you become a solution to a need that's out there. Yeah. And I like not understanding one particular lane of the need It's more the broader need that exists in, you know, virtually every organization. Yeah. And that's something you're, in my opinion, one of the best people in the country at doing probably in the planet, because <laughs> there's not a lot of people do it, you know, as much for nonprofits globally, as much they're in the United States here, which is helping ministries clarify their messaging, which is so critical. And I can't tell you how many times we're part of campaigns or different strategies that hey, this is great, but if we don't start with the basics, which is really good messaging, understanding how we communicate what the need is for this nonprofit, a lot of effort can be spent, a lot of money spent 
running in the wrong direction. So I'd love to hear a little bit more from you. You know, we usually like to ask guests like, hey, what's a strategy that you've seen that's really effective for nonprofits? I just want to tee you up with that. Like, I have a feeling you're going to talk about messaging. So tell us a little bit more about why maybe you think messaging and getting that right is so critically important for nonprofits. Well, instantly, I know the people who are listening to me right now, you're all trying to get your message out. And so I'm all about making sure that churches and nonprofits are actually heard over all of the marketing noise. Every person that exists has something that they want to say and be heard. When it gets into the nonprofit world, uh, there's just an awful lot of noise that's out there. And that noise, we've got to figure out a way to break through. And if not, you'll just be ignored. And then I guess that, you know, coming alongside in tandem with that, there's not, there's not only just a lot of noise, but there's very, very short attention spans. Yeah. And so, so the big two issues that we have to overcome some way is how do we break through and like rise above the noise? And then how do you make sure that you say it as quickly as possible yeah. so that you actually overcome this huge hurdle, which is the short attention spans? Yeah. And so how do you do that? Like, that's the question, right? Is like, is, are there any principles or things that you've come up with that help nonprofits do that really well? Yeah. So the big issue here is that we have to make sure that in order to rise above the noise and to also say it as quickly as possible, we've got to figure out what we call here the thread. So if you don't know what your thread is, you know, and back in the day, you know, I've been doing this for I don't know, 30, whoa, I haven't even thought of that 35 years now. And so we, it used to be that you had the elevator pitch. You had to make sure that that elevator pitch broke through. So the average ride in an elevator was about 30 seconds. That's what they, that's what they told us. So in 30 seconds, if you meet somebody in an elevator, you've got to make sure you tell them in within 30 seconds enough so that somebody says, Oh, wow. Tell me a little bit more. Did you have a business card? And like, that was the win. Well, today, I mean, interestingly enough, we have about 30 seconds on a website to be able to say something so that somebody receives it because most people want about 30 seconds when they enter a website to, and then leave a website. It's about a 30 second rule. But the problem is, is that we only have about three pages that people are going to on your website. So in the three, like we wish we could get them to go to more, but most people will only click about three times. And because of that, we have to divide our 30 seconds into three pages. So we get about 10 seconds. So in 10 seconds, we not only have to capture their attention, but we also have to be able to give them a little bit of a solution so that they say, hmm, tell me a little bit more where most nonprofits, most churches today are saying too much stuff and people are saying, yeah, yeah. Tell me a little less. Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, like we see this all the time. Rarely is there an instance where an organization is like just lacking for content, right? Like they've all just, just swimming in content. And it's like, we want to tell them this program that we do, but we also do this and this and this. And it's like, okay, that's all great, but I don't understand it. I've been consulting with you for three months now. And so your donor is absolutely not going to understand it. So I think that's critical that they're able to 
quickly say, okay, here's the thread and trace it across those first three pages of the website or the 30 seconds or whatever that is. With some of the implementation of that, Mark, how, how would you advise nonprofits out there to make sure that that message is like unified across the team, right? Because every person or every instance online that someone comes into contact with is going to be their first maybe. And so how do you make sure that the person on the team who is a secretary who's at a dinner party and hey, maybe there's a potential high net worth donor there that they just ran into that they're giving the message out the same way that your website is where maybe you give a lot of the, the meat and potatoes time to. Any, any thoughts on like how you make sure that kind of gets across the entire organization? You muzzle everybody. You just put a muzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Problem is, is exactly what you're saying. So as soon as somebody says one message about your organization, there's a potential that it breaks through, you know, communicating in unison rather than harmony. So oftentimes uh, we have so many messages that kind of work together with each other, but people will only remember one thing like that. The, the communicating in harmony is really appreciated when you're up close but if you're communicating in unison, it gets it, it, the, the sound just travels so much farther and it breaks through to so many more people. And it needs to be that thread, which we, you know, just to really sum that up is it needs to be simple about three to five words, because if you say three to five words, you'll capture everybody's attention, even if it's the shortest attention span. And if it's connected directly to a need, concern or a goal in your persona's life, the people who you need to hear this message, they will typically say, whoa, that's interesting. Tell me a little bit more. And that's that's what we're always driving towards is that's the goal yeah. is just to get them to, to say a little bit more. Oftentimes people say, well, the thread, it's only three to five words. Like I need to tell them a little bit more. Yeah. Well, no, let them ask you for a little bit more and you'll make sure that you have their attention through it all. That's so good, man. So good. Well, hey there, Holy Donuts listeners. Ever feel like your nonprofit's donor experience is like a jelly-filled donut with no jelly? Well, don't fret. We found the jelly to your donut dilemma. Enter WeGive, the software tool that's like the cream filling to your eclair, or should I say the glaze to your donut. With WeGive, you're not just taking a donation. You're rolling out a red carpet for every person who gives to your organization. And with WeGive, you get an incredible donor portal, events, pledges, surveys, segmentation, on and on we could go on the features. And those checkouts though, smoother than my attempt to make homemade donuts, which let's just say didn't quite rise to the occasion. See what I did there? With WeGive's innovative engagement tools, your donors won't just feel the love, they'll be coming back for a second. Because nothing says thanks for your dough, better than a world-class experience. So if you want to sprinkle some extra special magic on your donor relationships, check out wegive.com. So uh, you talk and work with a lot of nonprofits and ministries out there. So I wanted to ask you about some trends you're seeing out in the, the space. What's one that maybe has you a little bit concerned? And then on the other side, let's go positive. Let's finish positive. What's one that's got you really excited for the Christian nonprofit space? Okay. And it's interesting as you ask me questions, I start processing. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't really answer that last question. So let me just finish by saying yeah, yeah. that 
answer that last little yeah, bit. I love it. Let's go. What you need to do with every person who has an exterior voice that you know yeah. is actually talking externally outside of your organization, you need to be using that thread so much internally so that it just comes naturally. So if somebody, no matter what, what question is asked about your organization, they know I've got to weave that thread through my answer. And I know that that thread will drive them towards saying, so just tell me a little bit more. Now, pivoting towards things that drive me crazy. So along the way, some, some organizations started talking about vision, mission, and values. And it seemed like that became a bandwagon that everybody wanted to jump on. We need to know what our vision is. We need to know what our mission is. We need to know what our values are. And I think every CEO, every executive director, every person who's in charge goes, oh yeah, let's talk about why I do this. And it became a very internalized message. And the problem is, is that it it captures every leader's attention because they love to explain why they like to do all of this stuff. But the problem is, is that we can't say vision, mission, and values, which is important internally, but we can't we can't say it externally and expect them to be interested. And that's what we need to make sure that we get a message. So you convert your mission, vision, and values into a thread, which is just converting it into an external message so that they are interested about it. Most people outside of your organization will not be interested at all in your vision, mission, or values. Yeah, no, that's so good. I, I think of this all the time. I told our team internally about this as we were talking through mission, vision, values for us at Share. And I said, you know, my favorite one of these ever actually comes from Phil Knight at Nike, where it's just his little memo that it's, it's actually seven just statements about like their ethos as a company. And that guides everything, but it's also stuff that people externally can connect with and truly represent their brand. So like one of them is, we always play offense, not defense, right? And like, yes, that's a value for Nike, but it's also like something that their customer can resonate with and that, that totally fits their brand, right? And so, yeah, 100% with you. Mission, vision, values. Thank Jack. Thank you, Jack Welch and all the people, John Maxwell in the 90s who said that that was the, the way you ran an organization. But I do think in 2023, the biggest struggle with that is that it never seems to translate to what our customers, donors actually need to hear from us. So great. Well, and I think especially, you know, when this is being recorded, it's the beginning of the year, everyone's talking about resolutions. So I've seen a lot on LinkedIn and, and other social media that is we over me, which is really great, except yeah. I would say it's them over us. So it needs to become more about your audience and their needs, concerns, and goals, or else you will totally lose them. And, and like, you know, anyone who's trying to do donor retention or even donor acquisition, I mean, if you make this all about what we do with your money, eventually they're going to lose interest in that. Instead, it needs to be what, what do you feel? How are we solving something in your life so that you'll want to give money to us? Yeah, 
you can look deeper and see how we spend your money, but it's really about how you're going to feel about this. That's so good, man. So then on the opposite side, something more positive. What's something that's got you really excited for, for the kind of ministry space out there? Oh my goodness. So along the way, I mean, this is our 23rd year running the agency with be known for something. Interestingly enough, back in the day, we kept talking about stories and telling stories and making sure that stories, and I think it was Donald Miller with his story brand book that came along that really got us interested in telling stories. And in the donor space, in the nonprofit space, you have got to tell stories like that. And like every time that I hear anybody go down the line of why we need to tell stories, I'm just applauding. The only thing is what I would put the caveat on is those stories can't live by themselves or even in a harmonious way it needs to live in a unified way underneath the umbrella of a thread if somebody hears two or three stories from you all they need to come away with one message not two or three messages or else you will just totally lose your donor and that's so easy to do for especially larger nonprofits if they've got tons of different programs. Like it's almost like the bigger you get, the more important that thread is because, Hey, you know, I'm thinking of a few clients we work with that have over a dozen different programs that they run, right? Like field staff with each one. And they all serve kind of different needs in the communities that they serve, but they're all unified under one ministry. And so if you don't have a thread across all those, all of a sudden you're just dissonant with your donors on. So are we organization that does youth camps or do we do crisis relief or do we do feeding programs? You know, like pretty quickly it can become, oh, well, I don't even know what they do because they're just a big brand that I guess does a lot of good in the world, but you've got to have that thread that unifies it all. Oh, for sure. And that thread has got to connect to needs, concerns, and goals. So you become a solution to the needs or concerns or a path to the goals so that you're walking hand in hand. And, you know, I'm, I mentioned Don, Donald Miller, so I might as well bring up the whole story brand. The whole story brand idea is that the client, the person you're trying to target, what we call the persona, they become the hero of the story. And so you need to tell stories so that they quickly see, oh, I am just like that person. And all you're doing is guiding them. So you're coming alongside of them as a guide and you're just helping them find the solution to the needs and concerns that are out there. And then you also maybe might introduce a path to some goals so that they say, you know what, if I gave to this organization, that would help me accomplish something. And so if you can figure out who your persona is, and then know what their needs, concerns, and goals are, then you can easily, well, I shouldn't say easily, we've built an an agency over it. I I mean, you will probably come up with what we call the categories that you can say, okay, our thread needs to be in these categories and then be able to limit them and come down to one thread so you become known for it. Yeah. Is there a, I know you meet with a lot of leaders on a regular basis. Is there a resource, a book, articles, websites that you recommend a ton for nonprofit and ministry leaders who are really interested in diving deeper, who are learning more and, and kind of trying to discover how do we do this messaging thing right? How do we do, how do we find our threat? How do we, how do we figure out like what it is that we want to be known for so that donors know, okay, this is what we do. Any resources you love to give away? Okay. So this is going to sound a little self-serving. I would love yeah. them all to contact me yeah. and 
spend thousands and thousands of dollars to hire me and I could probably yeah. help them help them discover their thread. However, a cheaper way yeah. would be my book, Be Great Known book. for Something. Yeah. It became an Amazon bestseller. Just go to Amazon. You can pick this book up. Uh, I don't even know. It's under $20. Yeah. Like you should be able to afford it. Yeah. And what it does is it walks you through in a workbook fashion. Cool. But you know what? I mean, knowing that I was coming on today, I thought, what if I got my team go through the book, yeah. figure this out and do this as a one pager. And I want to give that to every person that's listening. So all you have to do to get this, which just walks you through all the steps of the yeah. complete guide so you can become known for something so you can figure out who what your thread is. And all you have to do is go to be known for something.com slash subscribe. Yeah. And then under conference, choose podcast and you'll get an email and get this PDF for free. I'm going to go under like we're going to have to close our doors because you all are going to get this for free. I love it, man. Very cool. Well, that'll be, I think, a really helpful resource for a lot of people, especially starting the year. Just trying to figure out, like, okay, where do we even go in 2024? Like, what are the things we want to do? Getting that messaging right from the start is going to be critically important for so many nonprofits. So, Mark, yeah. and just to sum, well, just to sum it up, yeah. I mean, we all have to figure out how to say less yeah. so that they'll listen more. Absolutely, absolutely. So, if folks want to contact you, if they do want to spend thousands of dollars, the best thousands of dollars they'll ever spend, I think, how can they reach out to you? What's the best way to to get in contact with you? Sure. Be known for something.com is probably the best way to start, or you can pretty much find me on all the social media uh, yep. and either look for Mark MacDonald, M-A-C, Mark MacDonald, uh, or Mac 1023. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mark McDonald, thank you so much, man, for coming on today. It's been a lot of fun. I always learn something. I hope the audience did too. I'm sure they did. So thank you so much for coming on the Holy Donuts podcast. And thank you for listening Remember, if you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button, like this episode, share with a friend, do whatever you have to do to let more people know what we're doing. We'd be so grateful. Mark McDonald, have a wonderful day and a very happy new year. <laughs>